Next on BYUSN, the most dramatic win in BYU athletics over the last year. Did it just happen? And new receiver Darius Lassiter on why he chose the Cougars and what he brings to the team. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, May 8th. I am Spencer Linton. He is a man who tried Torchy's Tacos for the first time in Austin, Texas, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, dude, it was really good. Uh, I got Baja Shrimp in the crossover, which is like a, or Crossroads, which is like a brisket uh, taco. It was delicious, man. It was super crowded in Austin, by the way. So I'm going around, I'm like, all right, this is where we're going to be for this one year. Graduation. So just oh, man. packed. But your boy was on a scooter just rolling around uh, free of, of all... Uh, Issue. So, yeah, it was a fun uh, weekend in Austin. I was calling a, a rugby game. And apparently there's a cougar taco there as well? Go Cougs. Uh, <laughs> they were out. Otherwise, I would have, uh, you know, tried that one. But, uh, no, it was, it was fun. And I'm looking forward to BYU and, and Texas and a bunch of different sports. Uh, women's volleyball really sticks out as, like, one of those sports oh, where yeah. it's going to be big time. Every sport's going to be big time. Um, but, yeah, t listen, Texas is building a new indoor facility. It's not open. I didn't get to go inside, but the exterior, I was like, this is, honestly, this looks kind of dumpy. Oh, like, uh, really? Texas is building a new one. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, they've got all the money. Um, yes, they they've do. got all the money. Hey, if one BYU graduation weren't enough with traffic involved, you needed a second I'm just in Austin. following graduation. Yeah. So if your campus is having graduation this weekend, let me know. I'll try and go. Uh -huh. On today's show, the most dramatic finishes this season at BYU. There have been plenty. We will highlight some of the best. New wide receiver Darius Lassiter will join the program. Why he's joining the BYU receiving core and what his role will be on this team. Um, Tristan Turlington and Mallory Barber will join us from the softball team in studio to talk about an incredible weekend of softball as seen on BYU TV. And Kenneth Rooks, the performance of the weekend, smashes a 46-year-old record in track and field. We will tell you more about it in today's headlines. Beginning with BYU softball, sweeping Pacific and surviving while doing so. Game one, they dominated. One on Friday night, 10-2. In game two, the Cougars trailed 3-1 with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning, down to their final out with two different batters when Violet Zavodnik came to the plate and did this. Zavodnik hits a ball deep to right center field. Out of here! Violet Zavodnik ties the game at three! Crazy. So it goes to extra innings. They play into the ninth, over three hours of softball, and this is on a doubleheader night, no less, when the freshman Tristan Turlington comes to bat tied 3-3 and then does this. Yes, that would be an unexpected twist. The 1-0, Turlington! Out of here! A walk-off victory for BYU! 0 for 4 that! Uh, one for five after that swing, Jerem. I, I can listen. I got goosebumps watching that, dude. Nice. <laughs> that was what wild. a weekend. Uh, game three, not as dramatic per se, but you want to talk about feel goods? Senior day for Mallory Barber, Martha Epinesa, and Alyssa Pedorachek Foss. They came up in the final inning in that order mm, and proceeded cool. to hit a home run by Martha Epinesa. Foss doubled to the gap, and then Barber hit her second home run of the game when she had zero in her career. That's amazing. And she hits two on her senior day. What a way to go out at home. 
and walks it off in mercy rule fashion, eight to nothing. I do love that there are walk-offs in mercy rules. That's great. Indeed. I really like that, yeah. Well, BYU's conference championship hopes remain alive <sighs> for now. Big week, we'll discuss it with Mallory Barber and Tristan Turlington later in the show. St. Mary's doubleheader starts Friday, six Eastern. Great stuff ahead. Baseball loses game two and three at San Diego, eight, four, and five, one. The Cougars are still one spot out of the top six in the WCC standings, trying to make the league tournament in Las Vegas. Cougars play at Utah tomorrow, eight Eastern on the BYU radio app. We could use some dramatics from the Batcats. Indeed. Michael Rucker in the major leagues pitched an inning and two thirds on Saturday in a four to two win over the Miami Marlins. He allowed two hits, struck out one batter. His ERA this season, very solid, 2.77. Track and field, the performance of a lifetime from Kenneth Rooks, the junior from Walla Walla, Washington. Shout out to the Onion Rings at Burgerville. <laughs> he ran an 18-17-62 in the steeplechase at the Sound Running Track Fest in Los Angeles, breaking three-time Olympian Henry March's school record set back in 77. Woo! Also the fastest steeplechase in American collegiate history. The top mark in 2023 by any man on this planet. Wow. And the second fast in NCAA history, meaning a non-American had that record. Rooks joins the program tomorrow. That was an unbelievable race by <laughs> Kenneth Rooks. Wow. Yeah, best weekend ever. My goodness. Crazy. Let's keep it rolling with BYU women's golf. Alicia May Mateo, also an elite performer. She's competing in the NCAA regionals today through Wednesday in San Antonio. Mateo takes a lofty resume in there. 10 top 25 finishes in her career, eight top 15s, four top fives. We'll have the latest as her scores develop through today's show. Women's soccer beats ZNK Haddock, six nothing in split Croatia uh, with goals from Ali Fryer. She had two, Bella Felina, Olivia Wade, Ruby Hladic, and Ellie Walbruch, uh, who is the UCLA transfer. Cougars are 3-0 on their European tour so far. Let's go. Jimmer Fredette playing in the USA Basketball 3-on-3 tournament. Had an impressive performance to help Team Miami reach the championship game. He led his team in scoring in that championship match, but lost to Team Showtime. We think he might be competing for a gold medal in the Olympics forthcoming. We'd like him to make that roster. Yes. Um, and then you go from there. In fact, the United States did not make the last uh, Summer Olympics in three on three basketball. We gotta make it. We invented the sport of basketball. Gosh. Well, it was actually a Canadian who came to the US. But anyway, uh, Kingsley Suomatia in the CBS Sports mock draft for the NFL draft last uh, next year. Ninth overall to the Steelers. Wow, that's Whoa. awesome. Cougars in the USFL, Diane Lake, Broke up a pass, had three tackles for the Houston Gamblers, beat the Philadelphia Stars 41-16. And Troy Warner had eight tackles for the Memphis Showboats as they beat the Michigan Panthers 29-10. BYU men's lacrosse starts their MCLA tournament today in club lacrosse. The Cougs are the 12th seed going into the tournament. They'll take on the University of Florida tonight at 9 Eastern in Round Rock, Texas. Good luck. Shout out to the homies. I was on the same flight as uh, the men's cross team, Matt Schneck and uh, you know, Kyle Mika and the guys going in Friday night. So good luck to them. Uh, they're like, come to our game. I was like, I got to go back home. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and former Cougar hoopster Tegan Graham signs with Tokomanawa, Queens in the New Zealand Professional Women's League. Graham, by the way, holds the record for most D1 NCAA games played by a Kiwi. Wow. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. The freshman to win it. He throws to the back of the end zone. It's incomplete. And the Cougars win it in double overtime.
What's Trending presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Oh, the drama. I feel like we're spoiled on BYU Sports Nation when we look back yeah. over the course of a year and think yes. about all of the wild, crazy, pressure-packed wins that BYU Athletics have put together. So many, dude. <laughs> there are so a ton many. this year, which has prompted our trending topic question today. And it's based on what BYU softball just pulled off over the oh, weekend. Yeah. That was we saw crazy. So fun. I'm following on Twitter going, listen, they are crushing it. Literally, over uh, the fence. Yes. Multiple times. Ten home runs over the three games. So fun. And just some dramatic bombs for sure. But, Jerem, as you look back over the whole year, in your opinion, what was the most dramatic finish mm. in a BYU game this mm. year? Any sport. I don't have, like, this one was clearly the one. Um, the first one that sticks out is certainly Puka Nakua's catch against Boise State. Just because football, because Boise State, because Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua. The ability for Puka Nakua in that moment to make that catch is one thing. Um, but the context of that game, it's the final matchup at Boise St- with Boise State. BYU may not play them again. BYU had to. lost four in a row. Yep. It only won once another time, and it was in the COVID year. Um, and so this was like... Such a dramatic, amazing fit. That's on fourth down. It's late in the game. It's an amazing throw. It's an amazing catch. Like, that one is probably number one for me. But there are others that are really close. Dallin Hall versus Creighton. Return missionary, freshman, now starter, needs to make a big play. Creighton's ranked at the time. Uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner, their seven-footer, doesn't play in this game, but BYU takes advantage. Creighton ends up going to the Elite Eight. Like, this is, this is a great win. BYU has this big lead. They, they give it up. A and double-digit lead. And then late in the game, Ugh. Dallin Hall, a freshman, again, is asked to do something. He gets the switch here, gets to the bucket, misses the initial shot, and then lays it in. Uh, Creighton comes down and misses a shot, and then Dallin goes to the line. That was quite the finish. Um, and then the other one that really sticks out, I guess, if I'm going to keep going, is Olivia Wade's goal against Ooh. Utah. So <laughs> Olivia scores the first goal for BYU. Utah scores in the, the 88th minute, 87th minute late, and ties it. And it's like, oh, there's no stoppage time in NCAA soccer. You got to go. It's, it's down to the zeros. Olivia Wade then, off a, off a corner kick, gets this goal to win the game, like in the 89th minute. I mean, you were gone on a road trip, so I called this one. I was like, what did we just see? Like, Utah, no stoppage time, oh, 89th yeah. minute. Oh, yeah. Olivia Wade with the brace. Like, that was Woo! that was uh, cooking with the whale. That was good. Well done. Those three stick out. Yeah, and, I mean, we compiled a list of at least 10 this morning. We'll see what we have time to get to. Holy cow. You brought up three, and all three are incredible. Any one of those could be the answer. I feel like the most meaningful is the Puka Nakua catch from Jaron Hall against Boy State for yeah. all the reasons that you brought up. It sure. snapped a four-game losing streak, yep. and we all felt like, okay, BYU kind of has to win this game to get bowl eligible. We were afraid that they, they may don't. Not. Yeah. Then you're four and six, and then you have to win the final two to get to six and six. Which, after the fact, Stanford's really bad, but still, like BYU was in a bad place. Yes. How could we feel win. confident that BYU is going to win the final two if you lose to Boise State? But because they won that game and did so the way they did, all of us were like, okay, now. Go beat your FCS opponent in Utah Tech, and you get bowl eligible. It just There was so much riding in that game. That's the most meaningful dramatic and finish. And it's Boise State. You don't yes. want to lose to those guys. Yes. You know, there's a rivalry there. That was a big one. 
The one that I almost forgot about was in the bowl game in Albuquerque. Huge play, yeah. It's 24-23, and SMU elects to go for two and try and win the game. And here bowl comes move, Cotton. Jacob Robinson yep. making a tackle right before the goal line to seal the win for BYU. And I just love that it was on defense. BYU's defense. Of all years, a defensive play <laughs> is the, the play of the bowl game. I love that. Oh, Jacob Robinson, one of the smallest guys on the field, makes the biggest tackle yep. of the game. He's probably the, the lightest guy on the field. You know what I'm saying? Really fun. Yes. Uh, Spencer Johnson. Good tackle. I feel bad that BYU was in this position to begin with against a bad Idaho State team, but the Cougars were desperate for a big shot late in the game in their home opener. I know. I didn't want to bring this one up (laughs) because Idaho State. How bad would it have been? But think about this. If he doesn't make that shot. It's worse if he doesn't make it. Yeah. So to survive just a terrible home loss and he... Fitting that it's the best three-point shooter all year yes. that does it. I would have game. loved for us to talk about a game winner versus Gonzaga St. Mary's here. Yeah. BYU was real close in that. Yeah, if we're talking about dramatic finishes. <laughs> it was actually against It was actually BYU. Gonzaga and St. Mary's uh, against BYU probably. Not over it. Holy not cow. Not over it. Uh, the softball scenario we just presented is mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. We're still waiting to see what that will ultimately mean, Jeremy. Yes, the context is sort of lower on that one, right? If BYU makes the NCAA t- tournament oh because they then, got some of these dramatic then that becomes just in hindsight epic. yes but like if this was next week and uh you know a couple of losses from lmu and now all of a sudden view goes to the ncaa tournament because of one of those that would have put it real real high yes but any walk-off is awesome we're waiting it was so fun like super incredible that mm-hmm. you do this in the bottom of the seven two outs and your conference title hopes are on the line you're staying alive it's your final home games of the season yes so That's awesome. We're That's just great. We're, we're waiting to see if this becomes an even grander story yes. for BYU softball. Uh, one that happened just uh, last week, the West Coast Conference Golf Championships. Clutch. A 90-foot putt is drained by Max Brenchley on number 14 in Bremerton, Washington. We've all been there, said no one. <laughs> that kind of launches yep. BYU into this comeback routine on the final day, and they win the team competition by one stroke. Zach Jones goes into a sudden-death playoff. Hey. I mean, that's and as it, dramatic as it gets in golf. And he a five-footer to uh, win. Yes. That's awesome. He man. missed a five-footer that would have won it earlier. <laughs> Said he wanted to throw oh, up. Oh, sorry. He made a – no, was it a ten-footer? He made a longer putt to he win. He made that's a right. ten-footer to win. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a good one, man. That's a fun year, man. This is a fun year. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, if BYU stinks at sports, I don't know if we have this show. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks to BYU probably, Athletics for, probably being, not. for being good. I always love on Twitter when someone makes some comment about, like, well, BYU doesn't care about women's sports at BYU. I'm like, BYU might care the most uh, about what? women's sports uh, with, like, Stanford and Duke. You know what I mean? In Texas. BYU, BYU does a great job with athletics. I of called nine hours fun. of softball over the weekend. I, I would argue heartily that we care a lot about women's sports. It's like sports. a full shift of, like, a regular <laughs> job. Our question of the day. You just heard our opinions. We went through a lot of the list. What's the most dramatic finish in a BYU game this year? Mm-hmm. Cooper Stats on Twitter says... Jacob Robinson's tackle of Tanner Mordecai at the one-yard line to preserve BYU's 24-23 win over SMU in the New Mexico Bowl is about as dramatic as it gets. That is. That really is. Like, it wasn't exactly a walk-off, but it was really close in football. Man, 
That was epic. Herman on Twitter. Just just, just uh, just guy named Herman. Hey, Herman. (laughs) Friday night's BYU softball against Pacific. Two RBI home run to tie. Then the walk-off home run with two runners on to win 6-3. This keeps BYU softball's chances of tying LMU for the WCC Conference Championship alive. Herman gets it. Okay, BYU baseball plays Utah tomorrow night. Big non-conference matchup, 8 Eastern. You can listen to that one on the BYU Radio app. Up next... The newest BYU wide receiver, Darius Lassiter, Eastern Michigan transfer, is going to join the program. Oh, yeah. What he brings to the wide receiver room. He'll tell us next. Stay with us for more BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Chase Roberts goes over 100 yards on the night. Five on his feet, touchdown! Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a winning Monday. We just got done discussing all the dramatic finishes that have happened over the last athletic calendar year. Vibes are good. And we are now welcoming in the newest member of the BYU football team. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. And now Darius Lassiter is on the program, hey. joining Fessy Satake's wide receiver core. Darius, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What has the last month, let's say, been like for you as you went into the transfer portal, you assessed all of your options, and ultimately decided on BYU? Um, so when I first entered the uh, transfer portal, um, it kind of, it kind of started out crazy. I was kind of hearing from a, a lot of coaches and all that, but, um, uh, BYU just kind of stuck out to me. Uh, Fessy just reaching out to me each and every day, uh, just asking me, just talking to my family, just trying to get to know them and all that. So, um, I guess that's how me coming to BYU is like really a big part for me, like the family environment and all that. So. Just being a part of something like that, um, that culture, uh, that's something that I wanted to I wanted to do. Did you have any connections to BYU before? I know as a guy from Chandler, Arizona, certainly maybe there's some guys from Arizona or something. Maybe it's Keaton Slovis. I don't know. Any connections? Uh, or was it just BYU reached out and then you got to know? Um, I actually uh, I knew Micah Harper because uh, we kind of – our school district is kind of in the same area. And then um, – Caleb Etienne, uh, we played uh, junior college ball together in uh, Butler. So I, I knew him and I was talking to him like when he committed before. And then he was telling me, come join him because he's seen how to answer the transfer portal. So. Nice. So we need to thank Caleb Etienne for getting you to BYU. Very Is that nice. what you're telling us? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> awesome. What are those conversations like when you're talking with Caleb and Micah and you're, you're hearing about BYU. What are they telling you about the program? Um, really, uh, Caleb didn't tell me too much because he hasn't he didn't come on a visit himself yet. Uh, he kind of kind of came down like a week later. But Michael was just telling me about how like just getting a degree from here is something like really important. It's going to set you up for life. Um, just outside of football, just the benefits um, that come with it. Just uh, being at BYU itself. So um, just just being able to have those connections after that I leave BYU is something that uh, I'm going to cherish after uh, eventually. And then um, just the history of getting players going to the NFL and then all that. 
BYU's number one receiver the last couple of drafts has gone to the NFL, and the quarterbacks have as well, and the left tackles have as well. So things are going well offensively. What intrigued you about BYU mm-hmm. besides the family environment? Uh, really just the the offensive scheme. It's like, because this is a real passing offense, I would say. So um, just I kind of seen, like, all the, the love that was going around, like, between the different receivers and how each of them, like, had somebody had a lot of touchdowns or someone might might have had most of the yards. So um, just being in something that can uh, be able to give me the ball, um, that kind of jumped out to me. And then um, just knowing a quarterback that can be able to sling it around to everybody. Darius Lassiter is on BYU Sports Nation, new wide receiver for the Cougars. You come from an incredible football lineage. Your father, Kwame Lassiter, played in the NFL for three different teams, was a a notable veteran. Your brother played basically the whole last season on the Cincinnati Bengals practice squad, did see one game and and got into some time again in the Tennessee game. What does it mean to you to continue on this football tradition as you move to BYU and, and you think about your dad and your brother? Uh, I just, I just really, just really, just a blessing. Um, just to be able to do the things, just watching them, being able to watch my brother uh, at KU, uh, just go through the whole process. Um, uh, it was kind of some ups and down years for him, but uh, he stayed strong. Um, just looking up to him, that's really like uh, since my father's been gone, just he he's been the oldest. So looking up to him, really just setting a standard and making me want to be better than him each and every year. Uh, I'm competitive with him, so uh, every time he has a good year, I try to try to be better than him. Uh, yet you have a dolphin shirt on, so what's the story there? Oh, uh, really? Uh, I think I just got this shirt from uh, from my dad or something like that. But yeah, I'm not really a Dolphins guy. <laughs> um, I, it's all good. It's popular to uh, be a Dolphins fan. Um, at, at six three uh, and two hundred pounds, describe what kind of receiver you are and what BYU fans can get excited about with you? Uh, I feel like that I'm a complete receiver, honestly. Um, I, I stretch the field. Um, I run after the catch. I can I can take a slant for 60. Um, I catch screens. I do chest beats. Um, and I love getting in a run game. So uh, I feel like, personally, I have like a complete receiver game. Yeah, there's stuff that I can work on, but as a, at the end of the day, I feel like there's nothing I can't really do on the field. Well, I know that the natural comparison in the NFL might be your brother, <laughs> but is there another player that you try and emulate or that you would compare yourself to that's in the league right now? Um, somebody that I try to emulate is actually uh, one of his teammates, T. Higgins. Um, just just how big he is as a receiver, just being able to go up and go get it. Um, and then another player that I kind of look up to is Keenan Allen. Uh, your brother went to Kansas, as you mentioned. You're now going to be in the Big 12 with BYU. How intriguing was the Big 12 element uh, in this recruiting conversation with the Cougars? Uh, just joining the Big 12 and then having history between them. Um, it was it was big. Uh, I actually have a brother that's at KU right now. He's going on his last year. Uh, so playing him, that's going to be uh, that's gonna wow. Be fun. Okay. Wow. Okay, yeah. so you got another brother that's at KU. You have uh, your older brother, Kwame Lasseter II, has graduated from KU. Any other brothers we don't know uh, about, Darius? How they get, who are they going to root for? How are they going to handle this? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually five of us. So um, two, two doesn't play football, and it's just uh, 
uh, Quentin is the one at KU, and then Kwame is the other one that's at, uh, that plays in the Bengals. So um, it's just us three that play football right now. So I don't know. I don't know who they're going to root for, but uh, <laughs> they better – they shouldn't have on all Jayhawks. That's what I can say. Yes, yeah, September 23rd at Kansas, and that is uh, BYU's first game in the Big 12, which will be pretty mm-hmm. stinking cool. What are your hopes and expectations for uh, this season with BYU as a receiver? Um, I, I'd be lying if I say my expectations would be coming here and be an impact uh, week one. Um, that's just kind of the standard that I hold for myself. So um, I feel like I will be uh, a big part of the program winning winning a lot of games this year. Um, uh, just after I learned in the offense, I feel like after that, it's going to be pretty up from here, from there. So. Did you know Keaton Slowis before? Because he's a guy from Scottsdale, and you got uh, two dudes from the Valley of the Sun hopefully connecting for a bunch of touchdowns this year. Um, I actually didn't know him personally, but um, I knew him from playing at BYU. I mean, not BYU, Pitt. Um, so I was watching because I have a teammate that goes there, so I was watching that game. Um, so, no, I really didn't know him, but uh, we kind of connected during the process on the phone and all that, so... Uh, it was just nice just talking to him and then getting around throwing a ball with him. So that was that was good. So he's already reached out and you've thrown with him already. Uh, yeah, we we haven't actually like thrown completely yet because he because he go to California to train and all that. So, uh, but he actually reached out to me uh, a lot of times during the recruiting process before I had committed. So Darius Lassiter is with us on BYU Sports Nation. I've talked to a number of coaches, Darius. Obviously, they love the physicality that you play with, 6'3", 205. They specifically referenced your strong hands, your catch radius. What's your best skill that you bring as a wide receiver? Uh, I'd probably say just being able to use my body, um, being somebody bigger, uh, being able to get out, get in and out of routes and out of my breaks. just winning off the line and then just going to get it. So I'd probably say uh, just body control, uh, being somebody that's bigger than everybody else. Uh, I don't. I feel like you don't see as many people like getting out of their rate or their breaks and all that as quickly as I can. BYU played as an independent uh, for the last 12 years. Before that, a group of five team. Now BYU becomes a power five team this year. Coming from a group of five to a team now that is a power five. Is there any kind of chip on your shoulder of something to prove at this level? Because certainly BYU as a team, I get the sense, has that on its shoulder this year saying, hey, we want to feel like we belong and, and show well this year in the first year. Do you feel that individually? Um, I always feel like I have a chip on my shoulder no matter what I do. Um, just being underlooked in high school and then Juco doing the same thing there. Um, I just feel like uh, there's always going to be that chip on my shoulder. My dad always told me to uh, always play like it's your last. So um, that's what I'm going to continue to do. Just moving from group of five to power five, um, I say I don't I don't think it's going to be too much different just football-wise. Uh, yeah, the talent's going to be different, but when you're out there playing football, it's all going to be the same. Darius, you've mentioned your father a couple of times who tragically passed away due to a heart attack in 2019. He made some prominent plays, and he means a ton to the Arizona community, helping the Cardinals clinch their first playoff game in 15 years. I think he had four interceptions in that game, correct me if I'm wrong, but like just an incredible performance. How has he shaped uh, and that tragedy shaped who you are and what you try and do today? 
Um, actually, yeah. So uh, that was a hard time for us. Um, I kind of wanted to stop playing football at the time too, but um, I knew that uh, he wanted me to keep going. He wanted me to end it like this. Um, that uh, that was probably one of the toughest guys that I knew. Um, just how hard he was on us. Um, I just wanted to keep going for him. So I kind of I kind of just keep him in my heart each and every day when I go out there on the field. Um, because I know he's there watching me. Um, yeah. So. Uh, him not being there doesn't necessarily, he's not there in spirit. So. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be watching on September 23rd uh, with Kansas. I, I really do. Yeah. That's cool. And it seems like your brothers have represented um, your dad and your family really well, which is great. Um, what do yeah. you like off the field? What do you like to do? What do you enjoy? What are you into? Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gamer. I'll say um, I'm trying to start getting into golf. Uh, oh, yeah. So my brother, yeah. So I heard it's a big golfing thing around a uh, Provo, so I'm trying to get into that. <laughs> Let's go. Absolutely. As an Arizona guy, like it's only going to serve you. I mean, there's so many golf courses yeah. down there in Utah. This, Let's make this, this happen. This works. This works. Yeah. Hey, Darius, I uh, can't tell you how excited we are to have you as a member of the BYU football team and in the BYU Sports Nation community. Thank you for the time. When do you get here? And uh, when, when can we have you in Studio B? Uh, I get there uh, like the first week of June, so anytime after that, I'm all yours. All right, sounds good, brother. Hey, you got a swimming pool in that backyard? Looks nice there, man. <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Looks great, dude. Uh, <laughs> Looks great. Hey, enjoy thank that. Uh, again, congratulations on everything. We'll see you soon. All right, thank you. Darius Lasseter on BYU Sports Nation. That's an unbelievable football family. Yeah, and I, you know, what a what a tragedy in 2019 losing his dad. But uh, certainly sounds like his brothers are making the most of their uh, life and experience, and and many of them are like dad playing football, right? You don't always have to do what your dad did, but um, they're doing great. And uh, excited to have Darius at BYU. It's going to be awesome, man. Okay, if you missed any interviews, Deep Blue shows, games, you can find them on byusn.com or download the free BYU TV app. Up next, the first bowl projection of the year for BYU football. Here we go. I don't think you're going to like it. (laughs) (laughs) This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. He is Jaron Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. We have our first bowl game projection from 24-7 Sports. BYU versus Washington State, a battle of the Cougs in the Independence Bowl. How are you feeling about a return visit to Shreveport, Louisiana? I've been to Shreveport three times in the last two years. Three times? Yeah. Once for BYU football, and then the other two were Alder? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've been to Shreveport enough. <laughs> You've checked that box. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to go back to Shreveport. Shout out to the Shreveport homies. <laughs> what's the, What's the proper amount? One and a half. One visit. Yeah, once one is, visit was once great. Once is enough. Yeah. Once is enough. Yeah. There's great history in the town. I mean, Elvis Presley performed one of his first notable, mm. like, adi- or not additions, but like his first notable concerts yeah. there. Yeah. In a music hall. Was it because it was rainy and BYU lost UAB? Is that really the emotion that you're giving out here? Yeah, it just it's a city that, that, that has nothing uh, to do with Shreveport. It's trying to rebuild yeah. and yeah, yeah. BYU's been there. I, no more Shreveport. I, uh, I wouldn't mind this, but I haven't been there. 
<laughs> Do we want an 11th power five on the schedule as well? Sure, why not? <laughs> That's where we're at, why, why not? not? We've given up. Just win seven games in the regular season and then whatever after yeah. that. What I don't want is six and six and then a loss to six and seven. That's what I don't want. Yes. Speaking of tough schedules, BYU basketball uh, apparently will play Vanderbilt, who's going to be the fourth team in the Wooden Legacy Classic, joining Arizona State and NC State. We don't know the specific matchups, so I should correct myself there. If BYU plays Vanderbilt, would that replace BYU not being in the Big 12 SEC Challenge? Well... Sure, uh, because they're in the Southeastern Conference. But you're right, BYU will probably play two of those three, not all three. Yeah. Unless they just go, nope, everybody's playing everybody three days in a row, and it's not really a tournament. <laughs> we don't know the format of this. This is reported by John Rothstein. Yeah, we'll see. If, if BYU plays Vanderbilt, this is the ideal Big 12 SEC matchup for the Cougars. And BYU's got some payback for the Diamond Head Classic. Yeah, what happened lost in that Hawaii. Game, right? That's Maybe right. A couple years ago. That's right. Bruce was a freshman. Got a big old oar. <laughs> to take home like was that like uh, hard to pack like on the plane back they're like oh actually it's gonna be 50 bucks because that's super long i have no they're idea like, yeah we'll put yeah we got it mark's like put it in my it's massive not gonna, bag it's not gonna fit in luggage yeah I, that's I for sure jim Fredak continues to play three on three basketball after his team took second in a tournament over the weekend do you care about non-olympic three on three basketball when it involves jimmer yes i care about everything that involves jimmer like if Jimmer goes to the grocery store, you're like, well, which store? Like, what'd you get? Sorry, I, I care about everything that involves Jimmer playing basketball oh, yeah, in, any got, got in any sort of public forum. Well, I care about what he gets at the grocery store. That's <laughs> what level we're at with Jimmer. No. Yeah, if it's the USA stuff, sure. It, yeah, anything that Jimmer's doing. Yes. It's J Jimmer's done with five on five, right? Like, he hasn't retired from five on five. He hasn't said as much, but like, he hasn't played five on five in like two years. No, for, uh, just, I'm just glad he's competing. I would love to yeah. watch him in the Olympics. Oh my! And three, that'd on, be fun. three on three, that'd be so fun. That'd be fun. More importantly, did he get the special on old home bread? <laughs> Are you grandma Sycamore guy? <laughs> I can be at times. We're, we're grandma's yeah. Sycamore family. Yep. Kenneth Rooks had an incredible weekend. He won oh the 3,000 meter steeplechase this weekend, but not just won it. He ran a 2023 world leading and second fastest time in NCAA history while also breaking a 46 year old school record. How impressive is what Kenneth Rooks really did? What more could he do as a collegiate athlete who was on a mission a couple years ago? Like, what Kenneth Rooks, uh, and he went to Uganda, by the way, which is a yeah. cool mission. What he did was one of the uh, highlights of the entire season for an individual in BYU athletics. It might be the number one thing that's happened. Second fastest Amazing. time in NCAA history? Yeah, and fastest American collegiate. It's fastest time in the world. It's May. And it's steeplechase, which means you're running in wet shoes the whole time. Oh my goodness. That is, that is hard. Can't wait to talk to him. Tomorrow. Come yeah, on the show. That's great. Who did it better? Andy Reid's Chiefs or Jeremy Guthrie and the Savannah Bananas when it comes to <laughs> Ring Around the Rosie? Jeremy Guthrie played for the Savannah Bananas, if you haven't heard. They're this uh, minor league baseball team that's like super crazy and fun and viral. And, He's got uh, a Chiefs helmet on. <laughs> Kansas Strike. City. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what in the world? I love Jeremy so much. <laughs> he is such a fun personality. Like, how would you like to have him as your mission president? Ask Olivia Wade. Ask Olivia Wade. She said it was like the most, the most fun thing that she's ever experienced. There's two um, women on campus who I always refer to sis as sister so-and-so. because Sister Nighting, and they're Nighting. Hey, Sister Nighting, and Sister Wade. There you go. Yep. Ah, Jeremy Guthrie, hilarious. So fun. Up next, after a dramatic weekend for BYU softball, oh my God. we've got two players involved, a hey. freshman and a senior. 
here to recap just how they did it and discuss how big of Torero fans they are this week. Yeah. This is BYU Sports Nation. We all are. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. A walk-off home run from Allery Barber. A grand slam for Tristan Turlington. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. All BYU softball sound. does is hit home runs. Oh, the sound of the ball in the bat there was awesome. Ten home runs over the weekend and uh, more than a few in dramatic fashion. Joining us now are the freshman Tristan Turlington and senior Mallory Barber. Welcome to BYU okay. Sports Nation Thank after you. a Thanks wild weekend. Yes, that was crazy. Absolutely. Let's start with you, Mallory. Okay. Uh, we were just talking during the break. You had not hit a home run at BYU. You had saved it to this yes, moment. I was saving it. Okay. <laughs> senior Which night. is how I saw it, yeah. So you hit the first, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's Mallory's senior day moment. But then that you, was going to be it. You follow it up with a second in the same game and to walk it off in mercy rule format. Like, yeah. what was that like for you emotionally? Um, I didn't really know. I was just excited. <laughs> <laughs> I really couldn't believe that that happened because that was my last few at-bats here yeah. at BYU. So. Taylor Williams told me that you are an elite handstand person. Oh, yeah. And so for a minute, I thought she was going to handstand across home plate. Oh, <laughs> was that uh, a thought that crossed your mind? Like <laughs> No. <laughs> no. It happened a few times in no. the weight room. Me and our uh, lifting coach, Zach, had a few competitions. Okay. That was it. <laughs> All okay. right. Okay, and the whole weekend, like, Every game had something interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Tris, tell us about you, you getting your first three home runs in college as yeah. well this weekend. That was crazy. The first at bat, I wasn't even looking to hit a home run. Any of the bats, I don't think I was looking for that. I was just looking for something hard to drive, and it happened. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Walk and us through each of those three. The first one, I just know I was battling. I knew she was going outside, so I said I'm going to look outside and drive it that way. And then the second one. With the bases loaded. Yeah. Over the <laughs> I said, I know I have to drive ball hard, score some people. And so I was just looking to hit a ball hard. And then last one, that one was crazy. And I had been struggling that game a little bit. So I was said, I asked my coach, Coach Allie, and I was like, what can I do different this at bat? And she was like, just look for the bottom of the ball because I'd been hitting ground ball after ground ball. And then so I looked for an inside and just drove it as far as I could. Okay, the grand slam over the scoreboard. Is that the greatest hit of your life? Yeah, basically, that was the greatest day of my life. That was awesome. Like, as soon as you connect with that, do you know it's gone? You didn't have to see it go over to know? No. Sometimes you just feel it in the mm -hmm. bat. Holy cow. It's not a feeling I know, so I need you to explain it. <laughs> Did but you feel amazing. it in the bat, Mallory, on either of your homers? Uh, Did you know? The first one I knew. The second one I hit a changeup, so I was just like, hopefully it's Yeah, up. go over. But I was... I really thought it was going to hit the fence like all my other ones usually do. Hey, so when Violet steps up to the plate Friday night and nothing was going right for BYU softball in game I knew she was going to hit it. Down 3-1. You knew. Yeah, there was like five of us in the dugout that were like, oh, she's just she's going to hit yeah. a home run right here. She's capable of anything. She is so – Right? Yeah. So you and weren't she, that surprised? No. I, I was so we, happy. I, we I was were, on deck, and I was like, yeah. yes, thank you, Violet. She did so we good. We were all so surprised, but yeah, in the yeah, back yeah. of our head, we were like, we were like she could have done it. Yeah. Do it. That's awesome confidence because in that moment, there's a lot of pressure. You're mm -hmm. down 3-1. For sure. You need to win to kind of keep up with a chance yeah. with LMU, right? We'll talk about it in a second. And then she goes yard. And then you go to extras, 
and uh, that's where the magic continued, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was special. That's one thing to, uh, you know, hit a grand slam, but then you also hit a walk-off home run in the ninth inning. Like, yeah. no doubter, too. Just like, crushed. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, as soon as it comes off the bat, it's just like, ball game. Are both of you tired, by the way? Because I was exhausted. I, I had the worst headache ever. Oh, it was yeah, 11 o'clock. I was o a little tired. I needed a little break we on Sunday. We were doing games on Saturday night, and Tristan just wanted to go home and go to bed the whole time. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. Yeah. Three homers. My shoulders hurt from carrying the club, you know? Yeah. How much are both of you thinking about when Violet goes to the plate? Man, if we don't win this game, things are going to get tough in the conference title race. Or is that even on your mind at all? Yeah, I think a like, little bit in the back of your head, we're like, we need to win this right now because yeah. of just our situation in the conference right now. So. Wow. And still, just confidence from you, Mallory. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you just, okay, so you see that ball go over, go over the fence. And I kind of feel like when a team does that late in the game to swing the momentum dramatically, it's really hard for the opponent to recover. Yeah. And so I felt like there's no way BYU is going to lose this I game. I was feeling <laughs> confident that yeah. we were going to win. I just didn't know how it was going to happen. And then yeah. After the up. momentum switch, after Violet... Yeah. For sure, we had it. And after you've hit a couple of home runs, um, is, is there extra confidence? Like, you walk to the plate going, I could end this thing. I, I wasn't thinking that. I knew there was runners second and third, so I was just like, I need to hit something through the infield at least. And, yeah, so I was just looking to drive the ball hard. But this weekend, maybe you start to because you <laughs> maybe hit after homers this. now, right? Maybe after yeah, this. Yeah, I love it. Yes. Also, you gave me one of the cheesiest dad joke moments I've ever had in BYU's softball oh, broadcast happened? What history. Happened? She's from Surprise, Arizona. Yep. Okay, so yep. earlier I was like, surprise, 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 from the freshman surprise. <laughs> and I think I got a, oh, Spencer. <laughs> why, no, did you do, why did you do that? That's terrible. Okay, this week is very interesting because you go on the road. Again, the pressure's on. You got St. Mary's. Mm -hmm. Moraga's been kind of a weird place at times for BYU softball. Mal, you've been around a while. Yeah. I know you recognize that, but you, you probably got to sweep mm -hmm. and then hope that LMU loses two of three to get the auto bid. So how do you handle this week? Yeah, St. Mary's was not my favorite place that we went to last time. Not the best dirt. Okay. Very hard. But I think we got it. I mean, we're excited to go into our last weekend, go out with a sweep. We need a sweep. So last time we were there was my transfer year, and we swept them. So. There you go. Yeah. Tristan, do you like playing with pressure like this? Do you like that? Yeah. I'd say uh, our coaches teach us that pressure is privilege, so it's good to be in these situations, know how to handle them later in the game and stuff like that. And then you can only control what you can control, which is the St. Mary series. Meanwhile... We're all rooting for San Diego uh, yes, to yes. take down LMU. Obviously, they took two of three, so they got that tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. How do you sort of manage those emotions, Mallory, of like, okay, we got to take care of this, but also like, go to Rose. I know. We usually uh, take care of business in our game, and then we watch a little end of the mm -hmm. LMU series <laughs> game, just praying for this weekend. I'll be praying for San Diego to, <laughs> to get at least one or two, so... Just take care of business and then hopefully. Hope for the best. Yes, All right. Yep. Hope for the best. Mallory Barber, the senior, and Tristan Turlington, the freshman from BYU Softball and BYU Sports Nation. Mallory, you're going to send Tristan and your former teammates now into the Big 12. Tristan, how do you feel about competing in the Big 12? And Mallory, how do you feel like watching BYU move into the Big 12? I'm really, really excited. I know the competition is going to be big, and I just am excited to see how we'll do against these teams. Yeah, it's always fun playing the big teams in preseason. Mm -hmm. So it'll be fun to play them in conference yeah. and have that competition every single game. Perhaps you won't have to play as hard of a non-conference if you don't want to, but we'll see how the schedule shakes yeah, out. Yeah. But, hey, to get a shot at uh, Oklahoma and Texas and yeah. Oklahoma State, 
Let's so go, cool. man. All right, what's uh, Mallory now? Because you just went through your senior day, and we want softball to continue through the month of May and into the tournament, so we're going to hope for that. But what's after BYU softball for you? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not really quite sure yet. I don't know if I'm going to stay in Utah because I'm from here and just try and get a job, or I might go try and do internships um, outside of Utah to just experience some things, but okay. I haven't decided yet in a couple weeks. Did you graduate? I'll let you know. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Very exciting. What's your degree in? Exercise and wellness. Fantastic. Yeah. Tristan, unfortunately, you have at least three more years of school left. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. But that's why you came here, you know? Yeah. Stop on some school. Yeah. You know what you said. Gordon Eakin has been around for 21 years. Um, Mallory, I'm going to give you the opportunity here to is, – if, is there a story, a favorite Gordon Eakin story that you have? If so, what is it? Or like a catchphrase or something that – he may be a little embarrassed about because we want to Gordon's put that out there. Gordon's nervous right now watching this, I promise you. Oh, my goodness, putting me on the spot. I'm trying to think. Okay. okay. While you think of that, Tristan, yeah. what about you? You're just a freshman. Did you have, do you have a favorite Coach Eakin moment thus far? You're just a freshman, a.k.a. don't mess it up. <laughs> Tread lightly. <laughs> They're looking at each other like, I don't know if we can say this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, i no, I don't have one. Okay. That's <laughs> you got it. You got time. it. You know, no, no, that's no. probably a veteran move, veteran answer. Does he have like a like a catchphrase or anything he says to you? I don't know. That's BYU TV Tells friendly. Me all the time. Stay kidding. in my legs. Stay in your legs. Yes. He says that a lot. Our co our co host uh, times Jason Shepard needs that advice as well. Stay stay in your legs, Jason. <laughs> what does he mean? Like, just like when balance you're hitting, your yeah. your yeah. approach. Yeah. 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 Great stuff. Congratulations on an amazing Yeah, what, a, what an incredible uh, homestand. Like, the, the awesome. final inning was crazy. You and I the know. three seniors. Mm -hmm. Back I mean, to back to back. Like, how, what are the chances of you even being in the lineup to hit in that order? I know. Let alone doing what Gordon you did. Gordon knows what he's doing, okay? Yeah. He did tell me that. He's like, that's some of the best coaching I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that experience uh, doesn't go to waste. Yeah. Oh, hey, let's give you some BYU Sports Station karma as you push to the St. Mary's series. If you're not familiar with that. Just makes uh, you play that much better, okay? It's, it's, Can we it's top five homers in a series? We're about to see. We are about no pressure. to see. Okay. <laughs> but good luck and, uh, yeah, awesome weekend. Thanks for coming in. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Good to see you, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a rise and shout-out to, not surprising, a record breaker. And, yeah, let's throw in that group of seniors one more time, shall we? Good this show. is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Are we trying to win some awards today on the show? <laughs> what, what, what was that shot? That was amazing. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Uh, download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. And hey, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast as well. Our question of the day, what was the most dramatic finish in any BYU game across any BYU sport this year? Sam Emery on Twitter says, BYU-Baylor football by a mile. Top 25 matchup with so much back and forth. There were times BYU fans were sure that we were going to lose, but Cougars pulled it off and the environment was insane. It was a top 10 win at home, which it was the first since Miami. And uh, before that, I want to say it was Air Force in 85. Yeah, when they how were in crazy fourth. is that Maybe stat? Maybe the third ever. 
Uh, top 10 home win, I believe. There, there might be others, but those stick out, right? Um, that was big time from a team perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Greg Romano on Twitter. BYU's win over Boise State for three reasons. One, four-game losing streak preceded yes. the game. Yes. Question of whether BYU would be bowl eligible if they lost. Puka Nakua's spectacular game-winning catch, that was, which was not only the play of the game, but the play of the year. Oh. Yeah. That's one was, of the greatest plays in BYU football history. Yes, it is. Um, we still haven't figured out exactly where. In fact, yeah, maybe that should be a summer topic. There are, there are two plays specifically. Yeah. The Tyler Algier punch. Okay, from 2021, and the then the Nakua, Nakua punch. <laughs> oh, we're not just doing punches. Okay, we got Louis Lapuano punch. Maybe we should punch. put it up to the fans to help us decide where those What's two plays go. What's your favorite punch among those three? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let's just say all of them landed, oh, Spence. God. Yes, they did. All three. <laughs> all three landed. Two, unfortunately. <laughs> Caleb McKay on Instagram says Creighton. Uh, yeah. Up by double digits, turn uh, the ball over literally almost, every single possible way, it. lose the lead, but Dallin Hall comes up big, got yep. his own rebound, the yep. putback. Had BYU beaten Gonzaga at home, that would have been the number yes. one. Yes, oh, 100%. Yeah. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Casey Garner on Instagram, who says, Baylor, the field storm, the AP top 10 home opener. Thanks for the, being pulse specific. The missed field goals that gave us that yep. great Jaron Hall, Jake Oldroyd moment. Yep. It all added up for a memorable and dramatic finish. That was great, man. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Kenneth Rooks, school record in the steeplechase, dot, 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 all the stuff we mentioned, unbelievable. And then the softball seniors. Um, what a way to go out. And then uh, Tristan Turlington comes on the show. She had three homers. Uh, and Mallory Barber hadn't had any homers either all year, and they go for five? It's what amazing. in the world? Just walk-off city for you, man. Yeah, super fun. Uh, our thanks to today's guests. What a fun Monday show. Let's do more Monday shows like this. Shall we? Sorry to Dennis Pitter, we ran out of time. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout-out to Kurt Gavea. Here's that Baylor win! Why is this being thrown in the field goal post, by the way? <laughs> oh, it's going to grab It's good! <laughs> he got three points for it, apparently. Go Cougs!